Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name is Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We've been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes. We do know that we do every single week without fail. We never miss a week, ever. Here we are. Here we oh, are, Mike Lawson. I'm doing very well. I got to tell you something before we get into your stories or my stories. Uh, I got an Instagram. It, this shows you the power of the, intim- the 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 level of intimacy of our show. Mm-hmm. I think this happens with other podcasts too. And I think that they think, even when they consciously know, listeners, that they're in the past. I think they think that we're in the they li- we live in their phone and do a show for them. Because <laughs> I got an Instagram message from Eve Adams yesterday, and all it said was, "We've got you've gotten these two. I know." Oh my god, so funny. I'm tears running down my face. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm listening to Catching Up. Tears running down my face. And I go, What did we talk about in the last episode? And and then I go, What? what, what?" And he goes, Socko, the the atheist puppet. Do do you have any memory of this? No. Yeah. And I go, I I don't know what. He's like, Socko, the Italian atheist puppet. And I'm like, Oh, is this Mark Socko? Okay, there's something you did. (laughs) Yes, you know what's so funny is I wish it it, it was from the first live streaming event that we ever did. Okay, which was 1997. June. It must have been like June 2013, maybe 2012. No, June 2012, maybe. No, who cares? Right, one of those years. Yeah, and. you're right. So uh, co- we were we were the lead in for cocktails and cream puffs, okay? Mm-hmm. And you bring up Mark Sacco, and I go into this whole like 15 minute actually uh, <laughs> bit about Sacco. I think I think the atheist part had to do with a conversation we had earlier in the episode uh, about uh, Sacco. The and he's an atheist, and he's like. Oh, I don't believe I don't believe in this Jesus Christ. I don't believe in Buddha. I don't believe in Krishna. None of the gods. I don't believe in any of them. And then and uh-huh. you're engaging with that, right? And uh and but yeah, man, but like I did not remember I had no memory of that until he I, I made him give me the episode and timestamp. And if, yeah. have you ever had that where you go listening like I don't even remember doing this? Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, I, I get messages where it's like, hey, hard-boiled eggs equals seven. And I'm like, what the fuck did I say? (laughs) 
Yeah. I'm like, seven what? Like, yeah. Was I talking about cooking times? Yeah. Was I talking about how many eggs I should eat? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But the answer is seven. Yeah. According to someone who DM'd me. You know what's so funny? Too? You know who the biggest culprit of this is? Someone who should understand he's a podcaster is Joey Buhacker. Buhacker. Yeah. yeah. You'll just get text messages that say, no. You're wrong. <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Mike, you're just showing your privilege. And you're like, what I, is he talking I believe- about? I agree with Lawson. Batance is wrong. <laughs> Those are my favorite ones. <laughs> and there's no context. Anyway, what's funny about this, I should have pulled the clip. What's funny about this is you're making fun of Boo Hacker, and I hadn't, we hadn't met them yet, right? Yeah. Well, and, you were new to this world. Yeah. At that time. I was completely new, and I'm all, I love Joey Boo Hacker. I, I say, and I go, um, I go, uh, I'm actually going to try and find it, but I go, because I know where the timestamp is and everything. So I go, uh, uh, perfect. I go, no, it's not. Saying that I trying to log in is catching up and it says it's the wrong login. Okay. And, um, he, uh, oh, I go, I love Joey Booker. And we have a, you have a conversation, which is so funny. About what it will be like when we meet in Vegas in the summer for the first was time. Was I accurate? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm going to pull it up right now. I'll, I'll, okay. And then when, when you're, after you finish your first story, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit this. I'm gonna, I have to go find okay. the episode and all that drama. But, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so funny. I do really love Boo Hecker. It's just the love has changed from what it was to what it is now. I love Boo Hecker the way, like, a forest loves a forest fire. Like, it hurts, but yeah. it's still, like, a good part of kind of the process. And, like, you need it. Mm-hmm. But All right. it's kind of pain- painful. Hold on, hold on. That, this is lost in my person, hand. have you ever said the N-word? Major. No. Mike's, Mike's I just said I don't want. Only. Joe, I just said no. they keep asking. And I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Probably about your dick. I've been lying lying about you yeah. about your dick. Those stories haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, we're cutting back. It might be hard to understand for listeners that we're cutting back and forth. So, like, yeah, yeah I'm done. And we'll come back okay. to this later. I just wanted to find approximately okay. where it is. Okay, so what's going on, Mike Lawson? Um, just living my quarantine life. Like my shit. I, I have a couple of things I wanted to tell you about, but really, like, there's nothing super exciting happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. And I'd, I'm not exactly ready to kind of talk about this like in full force, but we're behind a payroll. So maybe I'll, I'll put it here. Um, my, I put out a compilation of all the zines that I've done. Um, so that's actually currently available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm waiting to get a, a copy and I want to kind of look at things before I start talking about it widely. Mm-hmm. Um, just in case there's some sort of error that I have to fix. But um, I guess you could search Mike Lawson in Amazon, but you're going to get, there's like a political um, suspense writer named Mike Lawson. And he writes a lot of books. So he kind of takes over the And what's Amazon. weird is they're always about like murder. This character, the author's always about like serial killing and murder. And from and and even the reviews say like to a point where this is really creepy because the the author is strangely knowledgeable about all the different ways to kill people and they go I don't know if I necessarily needed a hundred and fifty page you know description of the murder and cleanup process but okay I've actually never read one of his books but maybe I should buy one and kind of give the my name buddy 
some of my dough. Have you reached out to him? No, never. Why would I? Oh, I mean, no. no. I just have never really had a purpose to. Mm-hmm. He's an older guy. He writes like mm-hmm. political suspense murder novels. Like mm-hmm. it's from the descriptions I've read, it's like um, a great congressman um, and his intern goes missing. Like that kind of yeah. suspense. Joe stuff. Scarborough murders his uh, staff member. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that's, uh, something big that's happening. I'm also, remember this, hold on. Remember this Gary Condit? Yeah. And for the, whatever you, happened with all that? Yeah. Well, they found out. Okay. So as people don't remember, Gary Condit was this congressman. Like nobody knew who this congressman was. Okay. And he had an intern working for him named Chandra Levy. Okay. Yeah. And one day she goes for a run and she's never heard from again. Okay. Yeah. And and this then turns into like every episode of Law and Order, every episode of Bones. Like yeah. there's an episode of every kind of show that kind of mimics this story. Yeah, this story. It was a huge news where basically he was accused of murdering her. I, did they eventually find her body? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Well, what I'm trying to say is I think they do find her body. And then they're like, oh, shit, this guy murdered her, right? Because he had, he had been having an affair with her. Because then it comes out, when she goes missing, that he had been having an affair with her. And, and to be honest with you, I could see why the cops pursued it. Because, like, he had been having an affair, but one of them ended it, and it didn't end so well. Like, there was all these, there was definitely motive, right? It's like a Law & Order episode. Yeah. It's, like, pre-written. Yeah. And but then years and he he gets thrown out of office. It's like a whole thing. Years later, uh, a guy confesses to the crime and he has enough details where the cops are like, "Oh yeah, this is the guy." That did it. <laughs> a poor Gary uh, Condit, his life is ruined. And uh, what's funny is I remember the Gary Condit stuff. I remember there was like some drama where her body, like they did a bad search or something there was like some sort of mistake that led them to not discovering her for a really long time or something yeah. uh-huh. that makes and sense. then yeah. i remember gary Condit's stuff i remember nothing about the end of this how yeah, the, because like happened, a guy confessing or anything yeah because there's a deal very media the me i will i'm gonna come out against the media right now whenever the media makes a mistake they're always very like oh yeah then we kind of made a mistake you know, yeah. like they don't make as big of a deal about it when they made a mistake. Same thing happened with this Richard Jewell. Oh, crucified him in the press, right? This guy clearly did the bomb in the Atlanta Olympic Village. Yeah. And then come like he did, and they're like, oh, okay. You know what else? You know, this has always bothered me. I think it, we talked about this. I think we were doing catching up when this happened. I just think like apologies aren't like the way the news is set up, like what is kind of like important to tell you is like what's happening right now i don't know what it's just I, weird I, that there's I, no space in the news for but what i'm saying if you, if you i think if you as a collective media ruin a person's life yeah. you should make just as big of an effort to clear his name because the fact that you don't know that a person that gary Condit was completely cleared of the charges years later shows yeah. you that's bad that's that they didn't the other one i remember too because i remember reading the story and then it just kind of got buried in the story. I don't remember the name of the guy, I'm sorry. But I think he's actually the reason that It Get Better campaign was started. But about that, um, yeah. th- there was this college kid who his roommate and a friend, did they blackmail him? 
they had I don't fi- remember. They, they, they I know had what filmed you're him. About, yeah, though. they had filmed him uh, having sex with another man, and then they had like, tried to blackmail him, or they. I mean, they may not have been blackmailing him, but they were using it against him, and he was mortified. Maybe they were spreading it around the school. I don't remember. Right? Yeah. And then he killed himself. The part that the media always leaves out, and I always remember because it burned in my mind, is in his suicide note or somewhere he let it be known that it wasn't the he actually was upset about what happened with the roommate, but it wasn't until the media started harassing him and calling and calling and calling him that he was like, "Oh, this horrible yeah. thing that I've been trying to keep a secret." It's I mean, it's not it's not just on my school; it's now around the world. Right, yeah, and that the yeah. media hounding him is why he killed himself, and they always sort of ignore that part or gloss over it, or they kind of only mention it. But uh, yeah, the media can be relentless. Thank you. On this topic, there's a Netflix documentary series called Trial by Media: The Truth oh, really? Behind the Crimes. Yeah, and uh, none of these crimes that we talked about are in there, but the one episode that I really liked, um, they talk about. Uh, you might remember this. Uh, uh, a couple of people went on the Jenny Jones show and then days and basically surprise this straight dude. Yeah. Um, He thinks he's going to, because this girl has a crush on him, but it turns out it's a man. Yeah. And then he, a few days later ends up shooting and killing the man who revealed he had a crush on him. The straight guy shoots and kills that man. And so they kind of break down that story. What's it called again? Give it another plug. What's the the name of the thing again? Trial by media. I'm going to check that out. It's great. And there's, uh, one on the subway vigilante in oh, the yeah? 80s that's really uh-huh. good. Yeah. Um, there's a couple that aren't so good. There's like a Blagojevich, whatever his name is. Oh, Rob, Rob Blagojevich. Uh-huh. Yeah, I couldn't really get into that. I have no sympathy for that man. Oh, they're trying to make uh, you sympathetic for him? Well, they just tell the story and like, I feel like my opinion is so deep and strong that like, I don't need t- to watch and learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe that's, a, you know, an issue that I have, but the anyway the the jenny jones one is really good partially because i don't remember a lot of this i was Mm -hmm. a little too young to kind of understand that like ricky lake and jenny jones and um springer Mm -hmm. and all of those kind of shows i didn't really understand that that was like new and that this was like a new thing that was kind of created from like the court tv kind of like sentiment and Mm -hmm. i learned a lot from that so uh, uh media. with the jenny jones one if i remember correctly you can tell me if i'm wrong here because you saw the there is even speculation that he may have actually hooked up with this guy before right like and the guy didn't want this like he was sort of like uh on the dl am i wrong yeah sort of so the story that they kind of tell is like maybe he and i mean i i guess this is kind of the prosecution's argument as well that he was kind of okay with all of this like he was jokey he was like really cool with it and then he just kind of snapped for some reason Mm -hmm. and he's like this violent angry man that Mm -hmm. was gonna murder somebody whether or not jenny jones made a fool of him Uh, oh interesting yeah it's a it's a good it's something worth watching if you're looking for something to watch while you're sitting at home all right so anyway you we we derailed here as we often do you were telling a story about um this the mike lawson oh you're about your book oh yeah it's out that's all that was that story was done um but i also i feel like this is kind of a pacifier sort of thing that i've been 
leaning on really heavy lately. And it mm-hmm. also is on Netflix. So this is a mm-hmm. good segue. Um, and I feel like you've done something like this with like fresh air. You've told me about an mm-hmm. episode of fresh air that you just kind of re-listened to. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obsessed with, and I can't stop watching. I would say I watch it maybe three or four times a week now. Mm-hmm. Um, the Beyonce homecoming uh, <laughs> documentary. Why? You, do you know this? Have you watched it? No. Well, well, first, it's really great. I mean, mm-hmm. her talent is wonderful and whatever. But even if you don't love her talent, like, she, they put so much money into this. And, like, the it's just top. It's a great concert. Like, you're going to mm-hmm. – it's entertaining. Um, there's, like, just some really cool video edits that I like. It's almost – basically, the way I'm treating it is almost like I turn on an album and I listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then it's on my second screen. So I'm, like – looking at it every once in a while i'm not like sitting down and like mm-hmm. focusing on it for the two hours yeah um but it's kind of been my like background noise thing that's really got me going mm-hmm. um there's a couple moments in the documentary i hate when she talks about like dieting and stuff that's really weird mm-hmm. but the rest of it's like good um i suggest you watch it i mean you're getting a front row seat to a beyonce concert whether you you know unless you hate her um, if you have like no feelings about her, like she's at least kind of this shaper of kind of pop culture and what's happening in the world. And like, I don't know, it talks a lot about, she talks a lot about like her blackness and what that means to her and her art. And I think all of that is like really worth listening to right now. So let me ask you, I didn't realize, are you a Beyonce stan? I like her enough. I mean, I, I would say like there's, yes. I, I'm a fan. I mean, like, I'm not getting her tattoo. I'm not. I mean, she's been to the Bay Area a couple times since I've lived here. I haven't gone and seen her or anything. Mm-hmm. But I'm a fan enough. Like, I have a few albums on my my device, and I listen to it from time to time. Yeah, and I mean, just like the if you don't know, Homecoming the the concert she did at Coachella, whatever year that was, mm-hmm. 2018 maybe. Mm-hmm. She it's basically like a uh, risers. Like the stage is just um, like a football stand. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a, a band on it, a drum line. There's like, it's like watching a really good kind of like stand show at a football game. Um, it's good. It's really good. I mean, she's in the center of it and she sings a lot. So there's like that too, but I don't know. It's good, Joey. I th- I think you should watch it. It's weird because I'm not really a diva gay. Like Evan, Ayers, yeah. and George on their Instagrams has been relentless about will not shut the fuck up about uh, Lady Gaga's new album, right? So I and you know you know Adam Burns will cry if you make fun of Mariah Carey. Okay, not so much anymore, but yeah. And I didn't realize you were a diva uh, a diva gay. Yeah, I mean. I like Beyonce a lot. I don't I don't think that I am a diva gay though. Like I said, I'm not it doesn't consume me, but this is just a really good show. Like you should I think you should watch it and I think that you'd even enjoy it. Like there's some just really good talent in it. She brings on some really fun special guests as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's good. It's a good show. And yeah. it, this is like a documentary, right? So they even talk about kind of the eight months that it took to put the show together. It's good. Wow. 
Ouch. The end. <laughs> well, uh, you know, let me tell this story, and then we'll get to the Boo Hacker thing, and we'll analyze it. But, um, so, you know, I was going to pull this clip from Just Between Us Girls, but I might as well just tell you. Especially when I, this can't be a clip yeah. show. You know, this isn't the Golden Girls where we all sit around a table rem- reminisce, right? Uh, yeah, but also, like, if you're going to do all these sh- shows, Joey, do all these shows. Like, <laughs> you can't be like, okay, here's a story. I don't want to tell you, Mike, so let me just... Well, I'm going to tell you the story. Play, play the tip yeah, of when... true. Good point. Play yeah. the clip of when I told someone else. Remember on this other episode? Yeah, but the, so anyway, on uh, Just Between Us Girls, I did a thing where I'd gotten... You know, I bought... A, I've purchased a lot of movie posters uh, over the... Maybe in April, okay? Yeah. All the money I would have spent on gas went to mo- movie posters, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them came yesterday. So I said, oh, let me open it on the air to um, – let me open it on the air and I will you – know, maybe it just remind me. I'm going to send you a picture too. Uh, I'm going to open it on the air and let's see what it is because I know Taylor likes to see that kind of stuff. And so I open it on the air and just between us girls and I go, oh, this is all fucked up, this poster, right? And I, I, you can hear me disappointed. Like I tell, I tell Taylor, I go – I even tell him, I go, listen, because uh, Taylor's like, you look upset. I'm out. well, I, I think I think the poster's misprinted here. And I'm sending you a picture, Taylor, uh, Mike. Uh, like, look at the edges of this. I just sent you a picture. Look at the edges of this poster. Do you see that? Yeah, I could sort of need to see the context, though. Like, is the whole thing kind of grainy and looking like that? Yeah, that yeah. could be intentional. Oh, oh you're talking about the whole picture. Well, no, just the edges are like that, right? Just the edges. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they fucking like. It look, if for those of you who are, who are listening, not watching, it looks like at the edges the the printer ran out of ink. No, and, I feel like it looks rough and rustic on purpose. Well, hear this out. Listen to this story. So after the show, I'm really upset about what to do because in the world of movie posters, there's no like, oh, well, you know, send it back to us and we'll send you a new one. They print this, and that's it. And this poster in particular, that day they came out with a series of three, and I wanted to buy all three. I was lucky to get this one. They sold out in three minutes. I've never sold it so fast. Three minutes. I was lucky to even get one, okay? And so I was like, oh, fuck. It's like, it's there's no, I don't know what the solution is, you know? So I write a really nice letter, okay, to the people. It's from Bottleneck Gallery. Okay, and I say, listen, uh, I got the print of Sleeping Beauty, and I'm really unhappy with it, and it looks like it, it, it doesn't look good. It doesn't, but whatever, right? And that that guy, I'm really nice, right? But I said, I, I I never notice these things. This is not really me, but whatever. And the guy, this guy, his name's Joe as well, but he writes back, uh, well, you know, we proofed it and we checked it out for errors, and if you don't like it, you know what? Just fucking tear it up into pieces and send me the picture, and I'll send you your money back. All right, and I'm like, oh my god, Joe! I'm looking at the original right now. Hold on, hold on. So then I go, no, 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 no. I love the image. I said, I love the image. I said, but I go, it's 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 just a misprint. He goes, okay, well, send. He's like, oh, huh? Send me a picture, and I send him a picture. Mike Lawson, a video. Actually, send a video, and he writes, hey, brother. That's the original. That's on purpose. That's the border. He yeah. goes, 
and he sent me an, the original image, which I put in Discord, by the way. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's the way the image is supposed to look, Lawson. Yeah, it's Ben Harmon, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking at it on it's, Bottleneck Gallery. Yeah, yeah. It's what it's supposed to be. I didn't know, Mike. The, but don't you think if you're looking at that that you go like, I don't know what this is. What, what poster have you seen printed like that? I feel like it's a very common technique that's used. I also, I mean, Joey, it's like it's not subtle when you look at the. The, the thumbnail I'm looking at. Well, I didn't look at the thumbnail. I I thought it had sharp edges when I bought it. I thought they I thought they, like the printer ran out of ink when it printed my poster. Oh, yeah. So here's the thing. So yeah, um, is there a way you can post that picture in the Mixler chat so they can see? Um, yeah, I can post a link to it. Sure. Okay. So uh, yeah. So I and I I wrote back. I'm all like, hey, listen. I go. I'm so stupid. I'm sorry. I go. Feel free to make fun of me around the office. And he goes, no, it's okay. Because at least you were nice about it. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm the big laughing stock of the fucking. It reminds me. I've told this story in catching up, but I was telling John Paul about it later. It reminds me of when my parents bought my nieces uh, mm. a Sleeping Beauty tea set. Do you remember this? Was it Sleeping Beauty? Not Sleeping Beauty, I'm sorry, Beauty and the Beast. A Beauty and the Beast tea set. uh Yeah, Beauty and the Beast tea set. And they were going, we're taking this back. One of the little cups has a chip in it. I'm all, yeah. Just like the cartoon. Yeah, named Chip. Anyway, you know what's funny, though? And now that I know it's part of the image, I don't know how much I like it. So I've told John Paul, and I told John Paul, let me sit with it for two weeks, I said. And if I still don't like it, I'll sell it to you for what I paid it for, which it's worth way. I could sell that for quadruple uh, what I paid for it on eBay. But I told him, I go, I'll sell it to you for at cost if I don't like it still. Um, Could you frame it? And are you framing and matting it? That poster is a, here's where I'm a cheap ass. That poster is a specific size that they already make a uh, frame for it. Uh, so, uh, I don't know if I would necessarily go that far. Cause I, I was just thinking if you mat it, you could edit out those edges if you really wanted to. Yeah. But here's the deal. I have so many fucking movie posters. I still have movie posters coming, right? I have like four or five still coming and I don't have enough space for the ones I have now. So that's why I'm like, and Oh, by the way, speaking of this, is the other part of it, the week before from the same company, I got a Maleficent print. Oh my God, Mike Lawson, this Maleficent print is gorgeous. It is so much better. Look in Bottleneck Gallery for the Maleficent print from the week before. It, but the, here's the deal: the pick on the on the image doesn't even do justice to how beautiful the poster is. It is a gorgeous poster. So I really have a Stephen Beauty thing um, with Maleficent. I'd rather have that and. Um, uh, is it the one with people? Yeah, people it? behind her. She's like, shut up. Her? Yeah. <laughs> Why I called him her, hit her him. Yeah. Uh, and um, I so I I'm not a big I don't think, I can't even tell the last time I saw Sleeping Beauty. I'm not even sure I've seen Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> That's the funny thing. So um, I'm not a big Sleeping Beauty nut. So if I sell to John Paul at cost, which is looking more and more likely, uh, yeah, I might do that. We'll do it. Or, I'm, well, you've already offered it to him. I was going to say, you could also just, like, make a few bucks off of this one. 
to kind of recoup some of the money you've burned on the others, you know? Meh. Even this this hobby out collection. Even you know this, what, but it's one the of these things I think out. you'll understand is uh, these poster enthusiasts, like anybody, are just big pains in the ass. Mm. Oh, I received it and there was this, you know, imperceptible dent, but I could feel it in my finger even though you can't see it. I want $50 back. Yeah, this story started with you sending an email trying to get a refund. So no, I wasn't trying to get a refund. I wanted. Here's what I really wanted. I wanted them to say, "Look, we do keep a few extra around here. Just send it back to us, and we'll send you one of the extra ones." That's what I was hoping for. That the ones that aren't misprinted, even though they're printed correctly. Hmm. Now I'm going to pay special attention to the edges. John Paul and Taylor told me this is a really common thing. This look. What do you mean? The, the edges? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've seen it everywhere. What sure. do they say in the chat room? Um, They think it looks... Well, uh, Travi Cosmos is the only one commenting. He likes the edges fading. He can see why you were concerned. Okay. He thinks it looks more artistic the way it is. Mm-hmm. He also feels that a Sleeping Beauty stand is greater than a Beyonce stand. <laughs> I'm not, I guess Travi Cosmo doesn't like to live because this is the kind. It'll be the subject of the next Mike Lawson mystery. Well, I don't think I'm. I don't really understand the word stand, but I mean, I'm a fan. Does that make me a stand? What does stand mean? Okay, do you know the Eminem? Do you know the Eminem song "Stan"? Yes. Yeah. 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 I've that's seen it, kind of this reference before, but yeah, go on. Yeah. That's where it comes from. That you're you're a fan to the point of obsession. Yeah, I don't think I'm that. Okay, you're just like a fan. I know, I know one of her kids' name is like Ivy Blue. Mm-hmm. Blue Ivy though, and I'm not even Blue a fan. Ivy. I know that. Yeah. Okay, so you've proven you're not a stan. Oh, I'm by the way, I have a question for you. Yeah. Recently on Silkill Media, you uh, posed a question about for suggestions for. Uh, by the way, if I ever on social media, even on my own fucking network on Discord. If I posed a question, no one would answer. No one would answer. If I said, oh, give me a new, uh, 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 what did you like again? Trial by jury? I was, I was looking for a procedural, oh, procedural. crime yeah. show yeah. that yeah. has more than like three seasons, but less than ten. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I was like, um, I, I, so I was, and uh, so many people answered. If I posed a question like that. Maybe one person would answer. Do people don't like me? Anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Well, I, I want to get into that. Do you have a second? I <laughs> Let me... I mean, this this might be therapy, but like, I feel like people might be scared that if they interact with you, your your jokes might be pointed at them. I feel like that's the uh, Julianne Lanez problem. The eye, of, the eye of Sauron. That all of a sudden, I, yeah. like the focus would be, you know... Yeah, actually, um, so, you know, the, I, this, this is a, a This Job of Tans topic that I talked about. Maybe I'll talk about it here because, again, the one person who would listen to knows about this, so it's not a big deal. Is the other – so Lori – well, let me deal with that other thing first, and then we'll come back to this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> is so, – so you decided on Bones? Is that what you decided on? Yeah, I'm, like, deep into it, too. Mm. I'm, like – um uh, oh, I thought I had it open. I'm like maybe a dozen episodes into it, maybe more. I, oh yeah, I, I'm on episode seventeen. Okay, let me tell you this. 
I recommended Perry Mason. There's, by the way, there's like 20 seasons of Perry Mason, right? But they only have five on Amazon Prime. Okay. Yeah. And Which is a point against it, by the way. Why? Like, I want to complete something, but I don't want it to consume too much of my time. Oh, well, Perry Mason, I've seen the last episode. They did, in the old days, they didn't have, like, now I'm retiring. It's just like, it's an every ep- it's like an everyday episode. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, anyway, uh, the w- great thing about Perry Mason is it's so fucking, it's weird. It's a weird mix of both very predictable. It's the same shit all the time, right? Yeah. But yet clever in the way they do it. So there's, there's almost like, I used to watch, I should probably do it again. I used to watch it to wind down to go to sleep. Yeah. Because, also, there's no, there's no screaming, really. Everyone just talks at a moderate tone. Uh, I feel like especially the early episodes, because they're based on the books, a lot of them are very clever, even though I will say, so here's a little Perry Mason thing. I knew this from becoming a total stand for Perry Mason, is the actual Perry Mason books, he's a horrible human being. Like, he's almost like a Johnny Cochran type, where he's like, well, I don't know if Johnny Cochran was a womanizer, but like, he will do anything to to get his client off, even if the client is guilty, you know? Mm-hmm. But also detective and very clever and whatnot, right? And when Raymond Burr did it, well, first of all, Raymond Burr was not comfortable with the the, the girl scene. So then all of a sudden, Raymond Burr becomes asexual. You know, Perry Mason becomes asexual because Raymond Burr was a big, a, a gay. And uh, and they kind of like made they they totally sanitized him. But did you see that HBO produced by Robert Downey Jr. is bringing back and they're doing Perry Mason like the original way? Uh, mm-hmm. of uh, of Perry Mason, yeah. So that's coming out in July or late June or something like that. Um, the new Perry Mason on HBO, and it's, and it, it's, it's like old school LA, and he's just a fucking alcoholic womanizer. So I'm kind of excited about that. But the old Perry Mason episodes, yeah, it's it's uh, they're very very soothing. Um, okay, back to the thing I was going to tell you. So I, I've decided I want to be as few shows as possible. Uh, not because I'm lazy. I just think, and I think you and I have talked about this in private. I just I worry constantly about an oversaturation of Joe Batanz, right? So yeah. in my perfect world, I would do catching up, throwing down, Drag Race recap, and this Joe Batanz, and that's it. Okay, still that's four shows a week, and uh, three shows a week. And uh, so, first response, I've handed over to Lori. That's when we give the first response to the latest Drag Race episode, right? And she brought on her girlfriend's roommate, a guy named Rob, who is a drag queen. Okay? Okay. And he's been on for a few weeks. I've never actually even spoken a word to him. Uh, I come on, I bring Lori on Crowdcast, and I just kind of go away. And when I have to talk, I talk to Lori, right? The other day, right... So Lori was going to bring on Eve Adams onto the show. Because the first response, audience members come in and weigh in, right? Yeah. But she keeps calling him Eves, right? Yeah. So I text her. I don't say anything mean. I just literally text her, hey, by the way, it's pronounced, like, it rhymes with Steve. Okay? Yeah. And so Lori, and I don't mind this joke, but I'm like, oh, Joe is policing me. Telling me that I mispronounced Eve Adams, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And this Rob starts going on about what a, you know, Joe, stop being a bully, and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, who 
the fuck is this guy right here? Like, first of all, I don't say this. I'm just I'm sitting here thinking this, right? You're on my fucking crowdcast on my network. Don't come on here and start insulting me when I've never even spoken a word. Don't come on and insult me. And two, when I haven't spoken a word, I've never spoken a word to this Rob, right? Now, before I go yeah. on, what are your thoughts? Cause I've been talking and talking and talking. I want to hear you think your thoughts for a while. I mean, I, I didn't hear what he said. I know that you have a tendency to exaggerate. So I would be curious to hear the actual insults that he threw at you before I agree with you that they were insults, right? But I I think just generally speaking, like, this could be... Remember back in the day, there was someone who was like, I forget what it was, but they were like, shut the fuck up, Joe. And you're like, wait, who are you? And they, like, it's a familiarity that he's Mm -hmm. reacting to rather than Mm -hmm. thinking of you as a person that is going to hear those words. Mm -hmm. It could be some of that. But he doesn't listen to the show. Does he listen to shows? No. No. And then, and then he's over on this Discord, using up my Discord when he shouldn't even be on there. And I graciously let him on there so he can get things on Animal Crossing and whatnot. And then he's coming on here and calling me a bull. Anyway, someone someone must have gotten to him, right? I don't know if it was Lori texted him or if a listen, one of the Afterthoughts texted him or messaged him privately. Because all of a sudden at the end, the fucking he was whistling a different tune by the end, right? Um, Could it possibly be that he also sat in his words for a minute and he was like, oh, that's not exactly what I meant. Let me correct that a little bit. Could be. Okay. Could be. Cool. But but I still don't <laughs> understand. I You know, I talked about this on this Joe Batanz yesterday. I, and I said on this Joe Batanz, I said, look, I'm willing to admit that there's another view of this. I was just saying I don't understand. Like, it reminds me of, because Daniel Brewer doesn't listen, right? Oh, by the way, Daniel Brewer has a new podcast. That I'm not gonna- You're really struggling to complete a thought. I know. Like, it, there's like five tangents that haven't been completed right now. What? 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 But, do, which ones do you remember? Well, you. I don't need. It's hard to remember because you don't complete a thought. So you're asking me to remember something you never said. You said, mm-hmm. "Don't get me started on." And then you said, "Well, maybe there is another view, but like another view of what? I don't know." And then you said. Well then, Daniel Brewer. Okay. Don't, uh, don't get right. me started. On Daniel don't get Brewer. me started with the like. I don't remember what we're talking about before that. About I'm like, just really oh, confused. Okay, and then I the, the 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 I'm willing I'm willing to see the other side. And I mean, I was agreeing with you on the Rob thing. I'm willing oh, to see if there's another. The other view. side is me. I thought the other side was something like some something Rob was saying. No. And then Daniel Brewer has a new podcast. Who cares about that? But it reminds me of when Daniel Brewer was in Los Angeles, right? And we were going to go to a bar a few doors down from Chris's office. And the parking's really hard by Chris's office. So we parked in his garage of, of his office. Okay? Yeah. And we wa- we're walking through. And, of course, I, I say nice things to the receptionist. I know her. Right? Uh, just, you know, I'm like, just walk through. and like, bye, bitch. You know, go to the bar. And uh, on the wall of um, Chris's office are all sorts of posters of different movies and television shows that his companies have produced or been involved with. And Daniel's looking at the posters as I'm talking to the receptionist. And then I go, uh, then Daniel, out of nowhere, out of nowhere, just says, you know, of all the things here on the wall, the only thing that's even kind of good is Mozart in the jungle. And Fuck I, everything else. Yes. Yeah, and I was so embarrassed, Michael Lawson, so embarrassed. Who, uh, even if he's right... 
even though I don't agree with him, even if he was right, why Bite would your you tongue. go? Yeah. Why would you go to a place that you don't know someone who's letting you park in their garage and say, "I don't." No one asked, by the way. Out of all these posters, the only one that's halfway good is uh, Mozart in the. Jo- why would you say that? And it's the yeah. same thing here with the Rob thing. It's first of all, I wasn't. Be- I'm not. I admit, I can be a bully, but. Uh, I wouldn't mean a bully. I was telling her when Eve comes on the air, this is how you say his name. Do and- you? So I don't know why I'm like so defensive of this Rob guy who I've never mm-hmm. met. Yeah. But like the way that Lori was presenting it, do you think that he just misinterpreted that that she had hurt feelings rather than this is Lori and her jokes, and you? are able to understand Lori and what she's saying and the kind of like meta messages of what she was putting out there, but you don't understand him and he doesn't understand you. So he is saying things that I don't know. What if he was joking or, and that's just his humor that you don't get. Or what if he thinks you're really just this like, man, that's making Lori feel shitty. And so he's trying to say nice things to Lori. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to go to Mixler right now to what everyone's saying. Nothing. Nobody's saying anything. Last I mean, thing someone says is that they didn't know Raymond Burr was gay. <laughs> oh, oh, Travi Conley didn't know Raymond Burr was gay? Yeah, because I think you're right. I think they're all fucking scared. I see all the people like, this Humble Pie's not going to... Humble... See, so Rob is really involved in this uh, discord with the Animal Crossing. Nobody's saying anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, here's why. Last thing someone says is that they didn't know Raymond Burr was gay. <laughs> oh, 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 that's me because I came to the... Sorry, Travi. Yeah. Okay. What's timestamp? <laughs> you thought that was me. Yeah, like, we were just talking about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I'll tell you what. So this Rob, he's super involved in Discord. This is why all all of a sudden the thin gay line is showing up. So he's really involved in this Discord, my Discord, Afterthought Media's Discord, right? And he's really involved in the Animal Crossing page and like this astute girl and humble pie and uh, I don't know who Dolphin is, but they're they're all super involved in this Animal Crossing Discord page. And so they're all just saying super quiet right now. Super quiet. By the way, what let me ask you, let me run something by you here. This humble pie messages me yesterday. And she was wondering if I would be okay with, and I want to get your opinion here, uh, doing a, a, that she says she's gotten a bunch of people requesting a politics channel on there where people will discuss politics and what's going on in the world right now. And But she doesn't want to moderate it. She just wants it to exist and people can just say whatever they want. What are your thoughts here? Well... I think that the political opinions of your audience are close enough together that it wouldn't be, you know, a civil war Mm -hmm. um, board. I think there's two frames of mind. One would be like, this isn't a place for politics. But then the second would be like, well, we're going to talk politics. We might as well have a place for it. So then it could at least be categorized and kind of contained. Mm hmm. Um, I could see both arguments and I would listen to both sides of that with an open mind and make an opinion if I were you. I mean, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Here's the problem that I worry about. I'm not a no, and I def- definitely agree with what you're saying. And I told Humble because I want to hear the person who's a firm no, i.e., Taylor, and hear what he has to say about it. Is, um, 
I think the mistake that you might be making in your assumption is, oh, well, they're not going to be any, like, mega people there, which is probably true. But I think where you might run into a problem are more like the centrist versus the hard left. So it's not Biden v. Trump. It's going to be Biden v. Bernie bros. Does that make sure. sense? And that's where it can get really ugly. Yeah. <clears throat> I guess the conclusion you need to come to is is it an invitation to have political conversations by having this section of discord or are we containing those conversations to one place and then the users can decide to look at it or not yeah and it kind of you know what i mean like is it is it yeah. is this something that's already happening uh, humble ha- yeah kind of- humble has some good ideas regarding that about you know essentially that everyone's welcome to do it but there's a special role that you have to specifically ask for after you check oh, yeah, that, you, yeah. that you checked mark that you understand this 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 and this and this so you're opting into having yeah. these conversations so you can't even <laughs> stumble upon it unless you actively opt in which i'm not opposed to i'm just i just know it's a fuse waiting to be lit where it's like all of a sudden you know oh my god joe you know you know this happened um a couple of years ago there was a mixler user named beetroot boy okay who I remember the, this. Yeah, and he was a big fan, but he just never quite got the culture. And so he would just randomly come on uh, the on the Mixler chat and start... People would be like, oh, Mike, what a cute uh, story about your grandma. And they'd be like, I jacked off 11 times today. And people would be like, "What? where did that come from, right? <laughs> and uh, he thought he was being like a Joe Batanz, right? Yeah. I know this because he specifically wrote to me because he was really he was really upset with the way that he was being treated in the the chat room and he 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 and he he wrote to me personally and said like I'm just doing what you do. And I'm like, "Is that what I do?" <laughs> right? And uh so and I sort of worry about a beetroot boy coming in there and then all of a sudden I have like you know, all these people like, I'm quitting because your fans are me. Like, right now, the Discord is really nice. Everybody's super nice. Okay? I just worried, yeah. is it going to become not so nice? I think you're also inviting... I mean... Somebody has to moderate that, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. you can't have people kind of... you. The line has to be drawn. Yeah. Kind of, there has to be something that you're not okay with. And like... Mm-hmm. I don't know, then who decides what that is and then who's looking at the content created by these users and then deciding if they've crossed the line. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a work and it's touchy and I don't know. I don't I'm I could see it going either way. I support you with whatever you choose. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a thing for like a week and then I'm like, all right, shut it down. You yeah. know, like I'm like, it's already getting out of control, you know? Because, with, you, go ahead. With all that being said, I feel like you also have created this community of people that are connected by, I mean, drag is one of the main things that connects a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. But deeper than that, there's like this queer kind of identity and like living in the world. You're also a person of color and like you have tried very intentionally to kind of have conversations about that. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is an opportunity to kind of, I don't know if educate's the right word, but like allow people to speak about some issues that 
should be spoken about and we're all fairly like-minded so you know maybe this should is moderate a- joey bohicker the founder of the liberal oc michael Lawson. <laughs> what better moderator than the founder of the liberal oc and the orange county founder of drinking liberally michael Lawson. that's me but joe batanz have you Let's take a step back sure. and think of Mike Lawson as a moderator. <laughs> oh, God. If Mike doesn't like something, he just shuts it down. And he has no ability to kind of allow people to disagree with him. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 I know. And by the way, for the record, for everyone to know for a happy ending, immediately after I hung up uh, uh, the end of the show, the first response with Lori and Rob... I immediately told Lori to invite Rob to do more shows, to do Camp One and Kiki with her, and to do Drag Race Thailand with her. So it's not like I'm, oh my yeah. God, I'm done with Rob. And blah, blah, blah. It's immediately after I told her to do those things. But what he doesn't say is that his tone was like, fine, you like Rob? Let him do Camp One and Kiki with you. Let him do. <laughs> you love Rob so much and do those with him. No, honestly, it's one of these things where my laziness outcomes my uh, ego. You know? So I'm like, yeah. Meh. no, but it seemed that it seemed that the, that the listeners really like him. Uh, I think Good. so. Um, I was, that's a question I have. I didn't, I'm hesitant to ask it here because I don't know that like, I mean, if there's room for him to improve, that's something that, you know, y'all should talk about, mm-hmm. but I was going to say like, is he good at least? Like, is he, you know, is you know, his relationship I'll, with her good? Do they yeah, kind of yeah. like band? Well? Here's, here's my honest opinion. I don't mind giving it here. Cause Lori will hear it and uh she and, doesn't listen to this. Yeah. I think she does listen to catching up actually, but she'll and I have talked about it. Is I think you know, he has the hard part down, which he has a good uh charisma and presence on the air. It's a still a little we need to get some technique down, you know, like using the mic and knowing how to use a mic and we need to get him better internet and stuff like that. There's like little things, but um no, but he, he's very friendly and he's very engaging with the fans and whatnot, you know, which is fine. Yeah. And, and I guess he learned rule number one, which is don't insult Joe. I, I just imagined, I just, I, I think I, I made this point, which is uh, um, that like, imagine like a court jester comes in, there's all this, like imagine like Maleficent, that poster you saw, and then some stupid jester comes in and says, but of course your highness is a royal arse, right? And the whole, the whole like goes like, and then it's just like, what did you say? And like the king, I get stand up and I'm like, off with his head. You know, he doesn't know the poor sap. So, uh, I think, uh, I think I think, he, I think at the end he was at, he was so like Joe is such a wonderful person and he's so nice and he created this great community. Okay, one of these queens messaged him on Discord. Travi Cosmos in the chat says that he can't speak for you, obviously, but he gets mad when somebody calls him a bully when they overhear his banter with close friends, not realizing ooh, the nuances of the relationship. And I think that's kind of both ways. So like. Maybe Rob didn't understand the nuances of your relationship with Lori. And then also the way that she kind of acts like you put her out and make yeah. her life so difficult. That's like a, a very solid joke and part of your relationship and the yeah. way you guys speak on here. So maybe he just interpreted some of that as too real and didn't understand that. That's just a bit that she kind of yeah. has, has been drilling into the ground for two years. 
<laughs> anyway, what's going on with you, Mike Lawson? That's it, really. I <clears throat> pretty much told you everything. I do have one small story I wanted to sure. tell you. I have a. I'm so glad we're behind a paywall because I can tell you this now. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you might remember. I feel like I don't know. Five years ago, I talked on here about going on this radio show called for with this man called Diva Bedic. Does mm-hmm. this ring a bell at all? Yeah, it, the, the idea. Yeah, the idea of you going there rings a bell. Yes. So, it's this man, and I was vague about it before because I was some of what I'm about to say is like rumor and gossip so i don't know how true all of it is and i just felt Mm -hmm. weird about putting it out there but with the limited audience i'm a little more comfortable but remember a lot of this is like rumors i've picked up off of the street yeah okay so this man um his name's max he lives in new york and he has a radio show and he Mm -hmm. just talks about diabetes Mm -hmm. and it's incredibly casual um you put in a lot more effort into your drag race recaps than mm-hmm. he does. Mm-hmm. He does have like segments and he plays games with people and mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, throws situations at I them. I feel and like stuff, I've but... heard it because you were on it. I think I've listened. Yeah. Yeah. You listened and like, we laughed about it cause it was just, a, it's just a little bit weird. Um, and what I couldn't express on air that I feel like we talked about privately mm-hmm. was the man, uh, used to be, and I'm using very large air quotes, a personal assistant to uh, Luther Vandross, okay. the singer, who's a, who's been known, who's been rumored about being gay before, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of like a, an accepted rumor, mm-hmm. a, a well-spoken about rumor. It's so, pretty well-established now. Well-established rumor. And the this guy was his personal assistant, mm-hmm. and... I've I've heard people say that they were lovers and mm-hmm. I've also heard people say that they were they were like sisters. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they were just like really this was like his really close kind of gay friend. Mm-hmm. Now Max the diabetic mm-hmm. is flamboyantly homosexual. Mm-hmm. Like um couldn't hide it if he wanted to. Yeah. Just like out there. And mm-hmm. the, I mean he also leans into it really heavy and you know and dresses kind of like crazily. Mm-hmm. He has this like suit that he wears to diabetes kind of events Mm -hmm. that's like just like bright purples and greens Mm -hmm. and even has like cutouts of like i think food on it or something fruits i don't know i just like this is what uh pride 48 personality big fatty wears every year to the big event you know what what big fatty does is a little more muted than what this guy does (laughs) oh really yeah he just wears like sequins and color and is bright but i mean he doesn't wear women's clothes it's like a suit but Uh it's like it's out there yeah and he has a show that's kind of silly Mm -hmm. and he so it turns out luther vandross if you didn't know had type 2 diabetes Mm -hmm. and he died of whatever he died of there's rumors even that he died of hiv or aids Mm -hmm. um but that's not what the family said he Mm -hmm. died of fine uh, but when he died, he left a substantial amount of money mm-hmm. to this guy, Max. And in the will, it was basically, you have to use this money to kind of do something. You'll be comfortable for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. but create some sort of like nonprofit or a job that helps kind of with diabetes advocacy. Sure. That was like 
what Max was tasked with. Mm-hmm. And so basically what he's done is created Afterthought Media for diabetes. And he sits around and like, he, like I said, he does significantly less work than you do. Mm-hmm. He calls people and has conversations about what they're doing, whatever. So long story short is I'm going to be on his show again. Oh, um, you are. Yeah, June 9th, we're talking about my books and uh, diabetes stuff. I don't know. Last time I went on, there was like, and this is so him, there was like some sort of like this or that game mm-hmm. that he played with me where it was yeah. like, I, I'm i making this up, but it's also based on memory. Something like, um, if you could be on a horse with a, a shirtless Tom Cruise or, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, he he goes for like he wouldn't go for anyone like um i don't he would go for like a generally attractive an accepted attractive person so like a tom cruise or ben affleck yeah which would you go for like it was those kind of questions which one would you go for by the way um let me ask you a question what age tom cruise risky business maybe yeah that's the thing with tom cruise it's so funny that you say that i was just thinking this yesterday just yesterday I was thinking this. <laughs> and i was like because i saw some picture of tom cruise uh, somewhere right yeah and i was like he's actually a beautiful stunningly beautiful human being you know mm-hmm. but he's such a weirdo that it, it like it's completely balanced out to like a, an asexual uh, average looking person because of how weird he is. Yeah, there's something that happens with. Wait, men hold in on, Hollywood. hold on. Travi Cosmos now didn't know that Luther Vandross was gay. <laughs> um. Yeah. Travi, what are we? Th- what are Barry Manilow? Yeah. Just wait until we talk about the kid from Who's the Boss. Oh yeah. It's- He's going to hate us. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, well, oh, there's something that happens with men in Hollywood that mm-hmm. creeps me out a little bit where they, I guess, turn a little bit plastic where like yeah. they still are beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's like you shouldn't be this beautiful still. Yeah. And that creeps me out a little. Mario Lopez has it where like he's hot, but then. You know what? I see because Mario Lopez has seen a lot more candid photos and. On TV, you can't see the plastic surgery, but in these candid photos, you're like, oof. Go ahead. Yeah. No, the, you're right. And so that's how I feel about Tom Cruise is like, I don't like him now just because I feel like it It just feels unorganic and unreal. And so it's not hot to me at all. I can't even get past that to tell you if he's hot. Yeah. Ben Affleck, though, I feel is hot. And his dad bod. Mm. I'm into that. I would choose Ben Affleck over Tom Cruise just because I feel there's a sexuality there. Sure. But, He's a real human. <laughs> yes. No, I that I use Tom Cruise as my example of like when you get so famous, like like it's weird to even think of Tom Cruise taking a shit. Like can you imagine him going like, Okay, well, I'm gonna go shit. And like, yeah, I'll be back. Yeah, he's he's a robot to me. He's not a real human being. Thank you. What else is going on with you? Do you have any other stories? No. Wait, I, are we playing this boo hacker clip? Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, we're going to need a producer on this show that just keeps track of all the tangents. Um, all right, here we go. So, <laughs> Beep, Joey. No, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. 
when the clip is playing, I'm going to play the music I play for commercials underneath. That way you know when it's not the commercial and when it is. Okay. When, when you know it's not the clip and when it is. All right, here we go. Seriously. Mike, okay. Is like, oh. <laughs> Toppy Smelly. I know we have 15 minutes. I just am worried, Glossin. Why do you people think you like Asians? <laughs> um. Okay, look. Here's the thing. If Mike went to the United Nations... He, he he wouldn't know what to do. He would just avoid all the white countries. Africa would get a lot of love. South America would get a lot of love. Asia would get a lot of love. In- India would get a lot of love. Anything <laughs> south of... Now time to do catching up as Joe could... Uh- <laughs> Why? Because I had come up with an amazing sketch where it was going to be... The, the day before I filmed a sketch, Gantt... ...up with Mike, Joe, and Sako. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I, I love it. Catching up a, a c- cocktails and a cream pass. What about ca- catching up cream pass? What about catching up and cream puffs? Love it. <laughs> Trademark. Love it. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark. Mike Lawson, Joe Tance. We own it now. Thanks. <laughs> I think I. I would love. I love their theme song. I wanted. I want you to know. I am constantly Ooh. singing that the cop the theme theme song. Mark and, just said hi in the chat room. By the way. Oh, but he doesn't know what we were saying. Nobody yeah. tell him what we were saying about him. I think he did. He does know. But oh, he, he, oh whoops! I hit. <laughs> I, Mike, I am not joking. I have the my hand puppet talking into the pop screen pop filter. <laughs> oh, hello there, Mark. Uh, this is the puppet the Sako. How are you doing? Cocktails and cream pop. Episode number one. Puppet this. <laughs> it does kind hacker? of sound like an Asian Italian when you do it. It's like I a, love a, I love a the spaghetti. <laughs> oh my gosh! Can I? Can, can I? Can you put your big schlong inside of me and make a puppet with that? Um, if anybody is still listening, um, you can. I just want to throw this out there real quickly before uh, Joe goes off some more down some more racist tangents. Um, you can find us at Facebook.com/slash/cupodcast or cupodcast.com. You can also find it. Why? It makes you think of sack, like testicles. Socko. No, so where's the problem with Boo Hacker? I think the... It would be people crying. It would be people... Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay, here, here, this is it. Asshole. I don't like any of them. Okay, here we go. I'm an atheist. I'm Socko, the atheist puppet. <laughs> um, can you imagine Joey and Joey in the same room together, by the way? If any of you don't have plans to come to Vegas uh, this coming September, no, you might want to think about that. it. That would be the funniest moment ever. I think the... It would be people people turning into puffs of smoke. Puffs of smoke and tears of laughter. The room will turn into a vacuum because all of the energy will be sucked into the two of you. (laughs) Thank you. Subscribe to Um, Shady Pie. Joey, I love you. That's all I have to say. The microphones would explode, says John Ong. See that the Noah, Chrissy, and Khan Hawaii agree with Gary. I agree with him too. I'm Sako, the atheist puppet. All right, there you go. So that was, uh, yeah, I, I was in love with Joey Buhecker. I thought it would be so funny if we were. But look, let me tell you this, right? Yeah, Mike Lawson yeah. makes a really good point. The same guy who did Cocktails and Cream Puffs did our theme song. That's true. And uh, why is Sako so. Popular. I don't get it. I think it's. I told uh, Eve Adams. I go. I listened back to it. And I cringe. It was so cringy to me. I don't love it. I don't love it either. 
I mean, it was funny in the moment, I guess. I don't think that he needs to make a reappearance. In fact, oh, Mac, what are you saying, man? <laughs> what are you talking about? You let me tell you something. Uh, you you you're such an asshole. We're both fucking atheists. Like, would you agree with this statement? Uh, fuck, fuck, uh, all the religions and all that stuff. No. What? You know, you you know you agree with it, right, Michael Lawson? I have my theme song right here. Uh, it's me, Sucker, the Italian atheist puppet. Now let me tell you this. I was, you know, who I like on this afterthought media is this Lori Roggenkamp because she has already made the statement that I have been saying for almost a decade. I haven't been on this show, Michael Lawson. For almost seven years, it's been since I've been on this show. But let me tell you, this Lori Roggenkamp, what a great, glorious... She's No wonder she's bigger than Buddha, because she's so smart. You know, she was saying that no religion is good, all religion is bad, every religion kills people, there's no good religion. If it's a religion, it's bad. I agree with that. Mike Lawson, do you agree with that? What do you got going on next week, Joey? Jo- Joey left. His back was hurting him. You know, let me if tell he, you. If he left, maybe I should too. Mike Lawson. Oh, wait. Hold on for a second. You're, you're an atheist too, right? I don't know. I don't want to have this conversation with a puppet, Joe. I'm telling you. You know what? I think you're going to the other side. I don't like that. I'm gonna go on and I'm gonna tell you what my loss is. If I find out you chose a religion, it's all over for you. You're gonna be sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> There's a bit. This is the soccer voice is almost like a, a Betty and uh, Joe Senior mix. You know what? You're really pissing me off. Let me tell you this. <laughs> How dare you say to my face that I am like those people? I am an atheist puppet. That means, look, if I'm a, here's the deal. If I'm an atheist puppet, I have no fear of the afterlife. That means I can kill at will, murder. Who cares? There's no result as long as it's a clean. I'll be back in another seven years, Mike Lawson. Adios. <laughs> I look forward to your return. Yeah. Just kidding. Anyway. Uh, what do you got going on next week, Mike Lawson? Uh, tons of nothing. Mm-hmm. Just living the same through the same shit. Um, yeah, really nothing. I'm gonna tell you something. This is so weird. My mom's birthday next week, by the way. And uh, but I had had an idea for my birthday over here, a couple cities over. There's a working drive-in movie theater. Hmm. And what city? Like Montclair. Oh, and I, I didn't s- know there was one. There. Yeah, no, no, it's been in the newspapers and everything. Because there's, there's, there are a few drive-in movie theaters in Southern California, but that's the only one that's operational, right? Yeah. And- we used to go to one on Beach Boulevard that they turned into a Walmart. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the one we went to as kids. So I was thinking, what if we all went and watched some shitty movie at the drive-in movie theater? Like, not on my exact birthday, because I know people are doing things on the 4th of July, but... Uh, maybe like the day after, or whatever, right? And we'll all go there to this particular movie theater, and what's we'll, it, it's ten dollars for a car, right? Are you saying all meaning like your brother's family as well? Yeah, but everyone in separate cars, yeah. totally perfect social distancing, right? I yeah, was gonna just even, park next to each other. I was yeah. gonna even invite the fans. You know, we're gonna be this sure. day. If you want, if you're in the area, you want to drive over to the, you know, whatever. So I'm doing my weekly calls, and I'm talking to Mercedes. This is so weird. 
it's their son's birthday coming up soon. I don't want to say when. Yeah. They have the same exact thing planned. Same same drive-in. Same everything. Wait, they're going to Montclair? Yeah. I mean, there might that might be the closest drive-in. It is. No, it's the only operating one right now. The other ones aren't operating. It's dumb mm-hmm. that they're not. They should be, but... Um, yeah, like shut the swap. You don't have yeah. to have a swap meet seven days a no, week. No, yeah. The, the, this drive-in, they, they shut down the swap meet. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And so, anyway, isn't it weird they had the exact same idea? That's cool. Yeah. Hmm, Are no. you going, were you invited to their drive-in party? I kind of feel like, again, a ob- obligatory invite. Okay. But I guess, but it, they're not paying for it. So I guess maybe, why, why would it hurt to invite me? Sure. Do Come you along. think though, Mercedes, I don't know Mercedes, mm-hmm. um, but do you think that she's going to have some sort of like party favor or something that's going to put her out a little. I don't know. I don't think so. They're pretty simple people. Is she crafty though? No. Okay. If anything, she'll just be like, yeah, just show up. I think of her personality, personality as like a Chrissy Teigen type for some reason. Oh no. Her friends. I don't know. I get that. I don't know. Just that vibe from your stories for some reason. Yeah. Like a caring mother, but like caring mother, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but right. in a very Malibu way. But her friend, her friends are more like that. Her friends are like that. I don't think like in a friendly is. way. I mean, like a little extra. Am I wrong? Like I don't, and I don't mean that in the like negative, like oh she's so extra, but just like she's I don't know, like fun. She is fun. I feel she's mellowed out a lot since her twenties. She's just more mom. You know. Yeah. So same. All right, well, let's call it a day there, Mike Lawson. Uh, I, feel, I feel like I'm doing it on my other shows. Why don't you give us your plugs, Mike Lawson? It's nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell. Oh, yeah, go to oh, Amazon.com. Oh, yeah, what, what's your plug? How can I? I don't know. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Mike Lawson. I'll tweet about it. There you go. Why are you so embarrassed about this? Well, it's just that I don't have like a link. It's I'm not ready for prime time yet, oh, so I don't have like okay. a short link. Uh, can they put? Can I, they add I, it to their like to do to their, their shopping list and stuff yet? Yeah, it's like for sale. John Arts already has it because um, he's such a great supporter of me and my stuff. Um, thank you, John Arts. He's listening right now. But um, I mean, you could go to Amazon and if you type in Mike Lawson Diabetes, you'll find like my kids' book. And then there's an author link that shows all my my three books on there. So there's that. Michael Lawson, let me ask you this. <laughs> if I buy the book, will I get uh, a free dick pic? No. Go to hell, Mike. <laughs> for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson and follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. 
The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week. (laughs) 